0: Hey guys, 30 and still gaming here with yet another GXG micro episode on this episode today. I want to talk about a rumor and uh, take what you hear from me right now on this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and anchor.fm with a grain of salt. Uh, There's an article written from SNTS uh, by uh, Shauna, Shauna, Shannon. I don't know. Sorry if I butchered your name. You're probably not ever going to see this show anyway. So there's a 192-minute J.J. Abrams Rise of Skywalker cut coming sooner than you think, okay? It's three hours and 12 minutes. According to an anonymous source, inside multiple organizations like Lucasfilm, Disney, Bad Robot, and confirmed through additional reporting, like Deadline's interview with the Rise of Skywalker editor, Uh, was that, Mar Marin? Brandon J.J. Abram, and the rise of Skywalker team struggled with waiting for the release of the cut and more closely match the director's vision, but were disallowed from doing so that cut the J.J. Abrams director's cut clocking in no less than one hundred and ninety two minutes. But why is this their more com- uh, complete cut that could include the amazing moments of J.J. wanted his fans to see? Would th- the final theatrical version be less than for what insane reason? Would such a short-sighted decision have been made? Okay, so the reason Disney brass were concerned after the last Jedi divided fans and created a mailstorm of anger towards director Ryan Johnson or Rian Johnson that didn't want um, leaving anything up to chance. And the insider tells a story and not the story that they wanted to ensure that The Rise of Skywalker wrapped up a trilogy neatly without creating any conflicts with fans of the original three films, though delivering moments that brought back classic characters, introduced special Jedi powers, and reversed the Luke Skywalker moments that fans couldn't stomach. They also didn't want a film that was over three hours which could be reduced the number of times the film was shown and could be screened in a daily basis in theaters, thus reducing the potential box office, and with The Last Jedi having divided fans, and the last thing Disney wanted was to divide any further. But they also lost their way. Even Disney Bob Iger had admitted to their brand's oversaturated after Solo and didn't want to saturate the brand any further by delivering a cut that they weren't sure could get it be done. Disney didn't even know that the fans wanted any more. They were shooting fish in a barrel, and the final movie was also a misstep. They wanted a, a bag as much as money as they could, quickly as, as they could, and three-plus hours wouldn't let them do that. Okay? So, for J.J. Abrams, it was Whiplash. Disney wanted to deliver a movie that wouldn't make up for at least one, but after all the sequences and cameos were shot, they were told it couldn't fit into the 140-minute goal. They didn't want to succeed. Or exceed, sorry. And exceed they did. The cameos and callbacks were were numerous, and it was too much of a pack into film, and yet J.J. didn't want to let anyone down. Some felt that they had overdone the fan service to the point of ridiculousness um, and returned the characters like Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Samuel L. Jackson, Mace Windu, Liam Neeson, Qui-Gon Jinn, uh Jake Lloyd's Anakin Skywalker, and even tripped back to the Sarlacc pit. There were sequences shot on Endor, where they referenced the Rise of Skywalker, yet only showed up to three seconds wide shot featuring some of the Ewoks. While Disney did mandate a return of the Emperor, there were even more characters who landed in the footage um, that was cut on the final release. A Cloud City reference brought back uh, Lobo alongside with Billy Dee Williams, but was cut for time. A Womp Rat cameo was removed at last minute, and the secret Boba Fett connection was uh, was said to have also been written, shot, but never finished in post. But let's get back to the 192-minute J.J. Abrams cut. According to the editor of Rise of Skywalker, uh, Brandon was also uh, barely had the time to get the current cut into theaters. They wanted to do so much more and was a witness by the rushed opening of the film. And according to the anonymous source on the inside, as the reviews and the backlash have began to build around the Rise of Skywalker... And then not-so-great critical reviews, the lowest one out of the entire nine films. Disney's brass began to change the tune. Maybe 192 minutes wasn't so bad if it meant there was an opportunity to bag even more box office like they'd done on Avengers Endgame by including additional footage two months into the release. The game plan had worked in the Endgame, and as early as December of 28th, the rumbling started to grow louder. What about releasing the extended version of A of Skywalker into the theaters around late January? After the fanboys and girls have already paid to see once or twice, and the plan would be released longer versions that include a three to five additional sequences that hit even longer. The director's cut for the digital and home entertainment release with the exclusive run on Disney Plus, they would draw even more engagement by keeping those added sequences not into the re-releases as exclusives to the service that would clearly drive even more subscribers to the new stream service as well. Uh, so here it is. We sit with JJ's cut trending on the internet, a buzz, wondering if the real and was next. The word, uh, the word is this. An extended version of Rise of Skywalker will be announced in the coming week, releasing near to the end of January, including a three to five additional sequence fit into the narrative. This should bring a cut from about 142 minutes to about 165 minutes. Rumored sequences to be included in the cut involve an extended Endor sequence that occurs before the final shot of the current film. Lobo and Lando in the sequence uh, pertains to the chase in the desert and a slew of ghost Jedis returning alongside Luke and Leia participating in the final sequence to unset the Emperor. Unseat the Emperor, sorry. This is a new cut will simply treat the extended cut and will include a post credit sequence highlighting additional sequences that will be re- be released with the official Blu-ray release of The Rise of Skywalker, which will have a special J.J. Abrams director cut version of the film at 185 minutes. When The Rise of Skywalker enters the streaming window exclusively on the Disney+, Plus, it will include an additional seven minutes of extra footage that didn't get finished in post-production as part of the exclusive run on the streaming upstart. This is what we're hearing on SNTS, and this is explained at the top, this is from folks on the inside who tipped us anonymously. So you can take this gossip or drivel. Uh, that's up to you. All right. So let's break this down. Okay, let's let's break this down. Disney is going to do what they do with Endgame, and then release a end cut right, which they say in this in this where the, they did with the Hulk and the Incredible Hulk. I don't know who saw Endgame out there and then went to go see it again, to go see the, I think it was like an or two minutes and 30 seconds of the Incredible Hulk that was unedited and unlike post-production. It was like very raw, right? So they re-released that. So you watch the entire movie again just to get the two minutes and 30 seconds at the very end of the movie again, and nothing really changed. It was the same exact movie, and they just post-scene credit was different so now disney decided that they wanted to release the cut that they released and that's what we saw now they're talking about re-releasing a jj abram cut later this month again rumored not official take it with a grain of salt but they're going to re-release it at the end of january to now go watch the same movie that you just watched But there's going to be five to seven different sequences that are in this movie. And what does that mean? That could mean like an extra 30 seconds. That could mean an extra like five minutes. It could be an extra 20 minutes. It could be a whole bunch of things, right? It could be the exact same movie. And then they just show the stuff at the very end of the film. Then they're talking about a different cut with extra footage for the Blu-ray that comes out later in the year. And then they're talking about even a different cut. With more stuff for the Disney Plus. Now, there's two ways you can look at this. You can look at this and go, "Wow, that's really smart and a business decision by Disney to take the same movie and basically they're selling it to you four times, right? You already saw it in theaters. You're gonna see it again in theaters for the extra footage. Then you're gonna you're gonna buy the Blu-ray that only be out on Blu-ray." Um, that comes out that'll have a different footage. So you're going to buy it. You're going to go see it twice in the movies. You're going to go buy the Blu-ray, and then you're going to subscribe to Disney Plus so you can see the fourth and final cut. Now, there was rumors of a Bob Iger cut, which we got in theaters. There's a Kathleen Kennedy cut. There's a JJ cut. And there's a George Lucas cut. Okay? So all of these could all be happening. And you could see all these different cuts that they're putting in. What I don't like about this from an, from an artist standpoint, right? Because I, I do work in the in the industry. What I don't like about this, I I see it from a business standpoint, and I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to get the most out of their out of their brand, and there, a lot of stuff hits the cutting room floor. This is for any movie, right? And they're just trying to figure a way of making money. Off stuff they've already paid for, right? They've already paid for those people to shoot it. They've already paid for that that time that was been spent. They've already they already paid for that stuff. And then you cut it and you lose that stuff on the cutting room floor. And they're charging for it again, right? And you're gonna see it again. But what I don't like about it from an artist standpoint is that they're not putting their best foot forward first. Right? This movie that we saw, if you liked it or not, do you think this was their best cut? I don't believe so, right? I don't want to say there's a J.J. cut or all these other cuts. I'm just talking as a generalistic, the the movie that they released into theaters on the 20th of December was not the best product they could have put forward. And now, if they do this at the end of January, which would only be one month, maybe five weeks, right, about five, six weeks after it released— they're going to release uh, yet another cut, which could undermine the cut that they showed originally, right? Which I think would then hurt the brand, right? It's almost like this trilogy that we got and then watching The Mandalorian, right? The trilogy that we got feels so disconnected from the Star Wars universe and The Mandalorian is like this bright shiny, oh, shiny bright shiny, like piece of work that you're just like, wow, this is amazing. How come they put so much tender love and care into this, but yet the Rise of Skywalker comes out and you're like, what? There's so many loopholes. There's so many. It, it feels rushed. It feels like they've condensed it down. It almost feels like a highlight of the Star Wars film than it does an actual film. So. What do you guys think? Do you think this is good? Do you think this is bad? Do you think this is something that we're now going that Disney's going to set the standard? Obviously, they come out with like 15 movies a year, right? They had seven movies this year that made over a billion dollars. They represent 33% of the film industry this past year. So do you think they're going to start a trend in in Hollywood where these directors and companies don't put out the best product first. They just throw out a, they throw out an addition, a cut, and then sell you three other cuts after the fact, just to get more people to come to the theater, just to get more people to spend money because movie, movies, tickets are, are uh, movie sales are low. Money's high, but movie tickets are, or, or, attendance is low because it's so expensive to go to theaters. How are they going to get other people in the theaters? Is this a good way to do it? Is this a bad way to do it? I want to hear what you guys think. Appreciate you guys listening and watching. You can listen to us live Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern on the actual show of Generation X Gaming. Uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern on Mixer.com slash 30 and Still Gaming. You can always message me on Twitter.com slash 30 and Still Gaming. You can always listen to the past broadcasts over on YouTube.com slash 30 and Still Gaming. And if you like these micro episodes, please share, like, and subscribe, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Appreciate it.